I will never write a single line which I have not first felt in my own heart. He'll teach you everything! Truer words were never spoken. All right. Language and writing were made available. I'm writing this down. This is good stuff. Pleasantly surprised by my discovery that today is another day of the week and another chance for me to talk about writing. I'm John, the guy who's going to help you write better, and this is John Helps You Write Better. So let's go talk about some writing stuff, shall we? Yeah, why not? Let's go. As I had mentioned yesterday, I want to talk about realism today. Uh, over the weekend, I got um, some some really decent news mixed in with some really crap news. I got turned down for a couple jobs, and I got some praise for a thing I wrote. Not from the same person, not over the same things, but one of the things that they mentioned they were interested in, these were people who were looking to possibly hire me to help them develop some projects, one of the things they really talked about and really wanted was a profound sense of realism. And when I asked them what exactly that meant to them, they talked generally about a level of accuracy and a level of feeling like the material they were developing was true to life. And like we talked about yesterday, this is sort of adjacent and kind of taps into that idea of write what you know, this idea that true to life has to be this rigorously intellectual exercise, this this sort of deeply known, factual-based, researched, critical thing that doesn't necessarily have a great deal of personal depth to it. It's not about, you know, knowing the feeling of what it's like to be asked out on a date or the feeling of what it's like to say you love someone else. It's it's the the colder knowledge of a thing. And I, I thought about this for a while, and I gave a, a fairly lengthy uh, response to it. It was maybe eight, nine paragraphs of my thoughts on the ideas of realism and how realism would be or not be in a certain way and, and talk about a certain thing in a certain dimension. And um, I honestly believe that's why I didn't get the job. I, I think it's because I spoke about realism in a way that was realistic, but not in the way they wanted Realism as a, as a collective writing idea is the idea that no matter what it is, no matter if it's wizards and magic and dwarves and chickens and robot people and aliens and all this stuff, that it's presented in a way that seems fairly normalized, not normalized within the world. It can still be a shock that there are, are aliens, but normalized in the sense that you, your readerness, you as a person could walk out your front door and experience whatever the story is relaying and it feels as though, yes, it could happen to you. Yeah, there's some level of fantasy to it because this is something outside your normal day-to-day experience, but the way this unusual thing is being related to you is a way in which it seems more like a day-to-day thing. And that's not, that's not entirely accurate. When people talk about realism, they're trying to talk about the relationship of the fantastic to regular life. I want life to I want my made up thing to feel like it's not so made up. That's that's our goal. That's our target. That's where we're aiming with this. 
And the issue is plain and simple that the more fantastic the thing is, the harder you're going to have to work to make it realistic. Where this, where a lot of people stumble is in, they think they're going to solve this problem by describing. They think they're going to solve this problem by adding fact or crafting backstory or explaining and justifying and rationalizing. I know we've talked about justifying and rationalizing, but they're going to they're gonna try and solve this problem by adding more material. You can't. Realism isn't about adding material and hoping for the best. Realism in whatever, all things, whether it's plot, character, world, status quo, environment, uh, cat food texture, you know, lint in the dryer, whatever it might be. Realism is not based in an additive process. Realism is based in a sort of minimalist process. Not in like a I can name this tune in the fewest number of notes, minimalism, but there's a subtractive process to it. What makes things, makes anything feel real to you is that you can find its most core relatable elements and relate to them and express them. And you can look at a situation, you can look at an experience, even if it involves, you know, aliens coming off a spaceship. There's a fundamental way of boiling this down, a base way, something... Something deep in you and in your experience and in your life that you can tie this to. Not that you've met aliens coming off a spaceship before, but that you felt so terribly awed by something. You felt so absolutely overwhelmed by something. And even if your nearest comparison is aliens coming off spaceship, the last time I felt this scared, I was standing up in front of the class trying to read a, a report I wrote in fourth grade. Even though we're trying to, you know, compare one thing to the next and aliens coming off a ship is nothing like fourth grade. It's not about the fact that we are tying aliens to fourth grade. It's about the fact that we're trying to describe how scared someone is. You've got to, when you're looking for realism, you've got to drill down. So that no matter what, whether we're talking about a big giant space opera on another planet or whether we're talking about, you know, the overthrow of a, of a fantastic wizard monarchy, we are looking for things that regular people in like Minnesota or Florida or Guam or, you know, some terribly cramped Parisian apartment can sit down and look at and go, okay, I've never overthrown a wizard monarchy. I've never, you know, encountered aliens coming off a spaceship, but I know what it's like to be scared. And in that, because you've captured the idea of fear well, I don't mean like you've written a million paragraphs about it. It's just that when you did write about it, you wrote about it well. What becomes real in this imagined story is the fundamental core stuff. And the aliens become almost superficial. Do they have tentacles? Do they look like slugs? Do they are they are they bipedal? Do they float? Do they are they blue? Are they green? Are they you know clouds? Whatever they might be, it doesn't matter at that point because what you are relating to the reader starts at a basic level. For instance, if you were going to tell, oh I don't know, Star Wars, and you're going to tell Star Wars. To, to people who haven't seen it before because let's assume they exist for this example okay 
you're going to you're going to start not with okay there's the force and midichlorians and pod racing and oh by the way there's a lot of hats and then people are blue and and you know there's this that no you're going to start with the basics of it's the hero's journey there's a, a young guy who yearns for a life of adventure he gets pulled into a life of adventure and it changes the nature of the whole galaxy you're going to describe it not in terms of like, okay, there's droid world and, you know, the corporate sector and a number of like ancillary legacy materials. No, you're going to talk about how it's the story of a group of people standing up against oppression. Boiling things down makes it more realistic. And when you look at, when you take that idea and you apply it to other stuff, you're still making things realistic. So if we're describing something fantastic, like a floating car, a flying car, or a giant mech suit, or something like that, or a kaiju, you can find the realism in it, not by describing in excessive detail the, the texture and, and, and the this, that, and the other of the, the, the material, the body of it, but by describing it in sections, in pieces, in ways that it relates. Like, the shoulders swing with the casual ease of a, of a man taking a stroll versus, you know, hyper-piston actuator X216 moves at 33% pressure to elevate this and blah, blah, blah. Detail is nice and detail is okay. And detail just shows off how creative you are and it's wonderful that you're creative. But if we're building a bridge to the reader, if we're trying to connect and we're trying to do something with that, we've got to relate. And the way we're going to relate is by drawing parallels between the fantastic and the realistic. Give that some thought and I'll talk to you tomorrow.